0: Chapter 9 of Nellie Channel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Nellie Channel by Sarah Dowdney. Chapter 9 The Consciousness of Battle. On a Sunday afternoon, these two, Ralph and Rhoda, had strayed out into the old orchard at the back of the house the summer world was just then in all its glory the meadows looked as if a flowery robe had been shaken out over them the orchard grass was full of tall shiny buttercups and large field daisies resplendent in their snowy frills a turquoise sky smiled down through the leaf laden boughs above their heads bees were murmuring all around them mr channel asked rhoda suddenly you know nelly's father don't you he stooped and gathered one of the large daisies for a moment there was no reply the bees filled up the pause while she waited for his answer yes he said at last i know him well is he really penitent she inquired doubtfully does he think that what he has done has blotted out the past it's easy to whitewash a dirty wall but the stains are underneath the whitewash still there is a vast difference between the stain which is only whitewashed over and that which christ's blood has blotted out replied mr channel i don't believe the robert claris can never forget the past or think that he has atoned for it but he knows the lord has put away his sin how does he know it rhoda demanded until he had committed that great crime ralph went on he knew nothing at all of the love of christ he had been a moral man satisfied with his morality then came secret sorrows and much worldly perplexity followed by a strong temptation and he fell and when he lay groveling in the dust the lord's voice traveled to him along the ground while he walked erect he had never heard it wasn't mr elton over-merciful to him asked rhoda i've often thought so a sudden light seemed to kindle in ralph's eyes there are many he said who pray sunday after sunday that the lord will raise up them that fall and yet do all they can to keep the fallen ones down mr elton was not one of those he thought that if half the blows that were spent on sinners were bestowed upon satan the evil one would indeed be beaten down under our feet god bless him he saved a sinner from the consequences of one dark hour again there was a pause this time it was broken by little nelly who came bounding in between them ralph bent down and clasped the child closely in his arms oh my darling he said as he held her may the lord make you one of his handmaidens may he send you forth to raise up them that fall and to bind up the broken in heart perhaps it was not the first time that nelly had heard this prayer it did not surprise her as it did rhoda miss farron watched ralph's face earnestly till it had regained its usual look of peace mr Channel, she began yielding to a sudden impulse i'm sure you must have suffered a great deal forgive me for saying so much she added but i've sometimes thought that you have the look of a victor he turned toward the house holding nelly's hand in his i must answer you in another's words he replied they are better than any of mine to me also was given if not victory yet the consciousness of battle and the resolve to persevere therein while life or faculty is left the consciousness of battle rhoda repeated to herself perhaps that was what st paul felt when he found a law in his members warring against the law in his mind and perhaps it's a bad thing to be conscious of no warfare at all and then she began to wonder if she were anything like robert claris before he fell had she ever really heard the lord's voice were not her ears deafened by the clamour of self-conceit alas it goes ill with us when we mistake the voice of self-congratulation for the voice of god but there came a time when rhoda reached the very bottom of the valley of humiliation she grew conscious that she a strong self-reliant woman had silently given a love that had never been asked of her when a man takes a woman by the hand and lifts her above her old self it is ten to one that she falls in love with him we all know what it is to wonder at the change that love makes in a woman we have marvelled often what that clever man could have seen in this commonplace girl but we admit that he has made her a new creature perhaps like the great sculptor he attacked the marble block with divine fervour believing that an angel was imprisoned in it and his instincts were not wrong at all the shapeless stone was chipped away and the beautiful form revealed but rhoda had no reason to think that ralph channel cared for her more than for others in every respect he was above her the rector rectors are great persons in country villages had found out that mr channel was a thoughtful and cultivated man The rector's family said he was charming, and they wondered why he shut himself up with the Farrens in their dull cottage. Nobody ever intimated that he was thinking of Rhoda. All the country people had settled that she was to be an old maid. She was too good for the farmers and not good enough for the squire's sons. And for many a year, Rhoda had been very comfortably resigned to her fate. Bit by bit, however, she had let her heart go, and she awoke one day suddenly and miserably to the knowledge that she had parted with the best part of herself. There is no need to tell how or when she made the discovery. A chance word, a trivial incident, may send us to look into the casket where we kept our treasure, and we find it empty. End of chapter 9